Uh, San Francisco is like the Marin Kids playground. You know, you can just jump on the boat, jump on the ferry, jump on the bus, you're there, you know? But we were always jealous of the East Bay kids because the East Bay kids could take the BART over, get hammered, and then take the BART back and, you know, be cool. We had to, you know, drive. So you're either drunk driving or you got a DD, and the DD's usually stoned if not drunk, you know? So, like... That was street artist Ricky Rat. Welcome to Storied San Francisco. I'm your host, Jeff Hunt. In this episode, we hear from the prolific street artist whose caption bubbled paste you've probably seen all over the city, especially during the pandemic. Ricky shares the story of several different cultures converging in his parents, who met at a Halloween party in the Mission back in the 80s. He moved to Marin when he was five, and tells us what growing up there was like. Ricky ends this episode with his return to San Francisco after graduating from UC Davis. We wanted to remind you that in California, you have until October 19th to register to vote. Go to IWillVote.com for more information. And please, make a voting plan and stick to it. Here's Ricky. So my dad primarily grew up in Sacramento. Uh, he lived part of his childhood in San Francisco and part of his childhood in San Diego. He moved around a lot, but Sacramento majority of the time. Um, my dad's half Chicano and half Portuguese. His uh, father, my grandfather, migrated from the Azores Islands to Hawaii and then oh, went to Sacramento. Wow. His mother, my grandmother, was uh, from. I'm Northern sorry. Wait, sorry. Azores to Hawaii to Sacramento? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, right. Just like down, down, down. That's where the work was, you know. I guess <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Right. And then. Um, he married my grandma, who is Mexican. She's from northern Mexico, um, but they were uh, indigenous. They were Yaqui, which is like the tribe from there. And they, um, my great-grandma, her mother spoke the language and all that kind of stuff. So that's how my father came to be, you know, and uh, he's been an artist and everything. And he moved about to, how old, Sorry, huh? how old is your dad? He's or, probably like 55 or some shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, he moved to San Francisco in like the 80s after he got out of high school in like Sacramento. Stayed here for all the time. Uh, eventually met my mom out here. My mom's deal is... She's half Lebanese. Her ancestors, my grandma migrated from Lebanon to Detroit slash Dearborn, which is like the largest Middle Eastern population outside of the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And um, she married my grandfather, who's the white dude. We don't know anything about him. Okay. He's got blonde hair, blue eyes. He's abandoned as a child. We just like assumed he's German because he's just a white dude. That's all we do. Right. And so both my parents, you know, they're both half Lebanese, half white, half Portuguese, half Mexican, you know. So it's like, yeah. it, there was kind of that weird combo. Moved to the city in the 80s, you know, they're both living there, hanging out, having fun. As I was saying before, they met at a Halloween party. My dad was in the band. My dad sang to her, I think, that, that night, a spin game, you know. <laughs> they right. started casually hooking up. Uh, my mom didn't think she'd get pregnant at the time. She told she couldn't. And, this uh, has been late 80s. Yeah, late 80s, late 80s. Late, let's say late 80s Probably Halloween. 88, 89 maybe. Okay, got you know, it. You know, something like that. And uh, Well, shit, if it's yeah. 89, that's right after the earthquake. Yeah, right. No, they It's are, either right they before or right after. They were, st- they were together during the earthquake. I don't know if they were pregnant or not, but they were together. Okay. But they were just like very casually hooking up and like, Austin, I use much protection. My mom didn't think she'd get pregnant. And one day, boom, you know, she got pregnant, told my dad. My dad didn't really know his dad, so he's like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to stick around, be this kid's dad. And, uh. You know, I mean, they eventually divorced, but it worked out well for me. You know, it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> They're good nice. folks. They get along and everything. What hospital were you born at? Uh, children's hospital. Assu- uh, that's such an assumption. Yeah, What yeah. hospital? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay, yeah, children's. children's hospital. Okay, and I was it. baptized, I forget the name of the church, but I was baptized at the church on uh, Masonic, you know, right at the Panhandle, where, like, SI kids go to. I was baptized at that church. Panhandle Masonic. I forget the name of it. It's Saints. Oh, yeah, Saints, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm yeah, a like awful as you, Catholic. As you cross um, Oak, right there. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yes. It's like right in your hate. It's like right before you get there. You know. Okay. How was your baptism? Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It was very wet. It was no. wet. <laughs> <laughs> it 
It was very Catholic. It burned a lot. I don't know why. It left a rash. You know? <laughs> All the crosses kept going upside down. It was weird as fuck. You know? <laughs> the horns went back in. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, okay, cool. Well, you said, you, you mentioned earlier, I think, that you, you with your dad, left the city when you were about five. Do you have yeah. memories of SF before that? No, I mean, not really, like, little kid shit, you know what I mean? Like, being in, like, our apartment or my aunt's apartment, like, playing with a ball or some toys or whatever, you know? But keep in mind, like, all my relatives, my cousins and stuff, like, we all, like, moved out here. There's a lot of family out here. So we kept coming back out. And my dad, um, in their 90s, was an at-youth risk counselor in the mission. You know, my dad being part Chicano, so he wanted to connect these kids and help and everything. And he also taught art classes out there. He had art shows out there. And then he developed friends out there. And there's a lot of, like, you know, very talented artists in the mission who are still there, you know? And... That was just exposure, like, constantly. Because once again, I grew up in Marin. But, like, you understand, like, the normal populace in Marin, like, the father-son dynamic. It's like, let's go to Tahoe this weekend at our cabin. Let's go golfing at three. My dad was taking me to see Josiah do poetry readings. We were going to the mission and looking at our galley. Like, it was always instilled me. and It was always, you know, like, at early age. I was going to say, like, it's kind of as long as you remember? Or? Oh, yeah. Like, I've always been drawing these comics. You know, he's been always very influential of it. And, uh, yeah, just once again, like, just coming to the mission, like, before it was even, like, what it is today. You know, like, right. seeing it as a little kid, like... The rules were like, I, you can't wear red or blue. I had to hold on my dad's hand the whole time. And, you know, it was yep. like all that kind of shit. And just, uh, you know, see the, the progression everything. You know, it's very interesting. Yeah. But that was like, you know, once again, that was bestowed to me like at a very early age. And that's kind of what influenced me to kind of head to the trajectory, I guess I'm going. <laughs> right. So you grew up, uh, your dad was a single parent. No, no, no. My oh, parents oh. were together most of my, most of my life. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They divorced okay. like later on. And I was probably like, shit, like late high school, maybe early college. I forget, I forget. But, you know, Got it. it was my life. They were together. You yeah. Know? And they're both cool. I like them, you know. <laughs> and what kind of art does your dad do? He's mostly a cartoonist. He does, like, okay. comic books. He does uh, cartoon strips. Yeah, it makes sense, right? There you go. He used to write hella cool comic books. There's one called, uh, fuck, what's it called? Like, Numbskull or some shit. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on the cover as a little kid. Yeah. I had, like, a cone, you know, a cone on my head. And it was really cool, though, because it was about his experience. He was living in Turk Street in, like, the late 80s, and he was a super at one of the SROs, you know, the you know, single resident occupation. Down whatever. in the Tenderloin? And the Tenderloin on Turk okay. Street. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's the late 80s, so it's, like, when crack just came onto the scene, and, you know, he was used to dealing with the heroin junkies, but now the crackheads are coming in, and also he misses the heroin junkies. And, mm -hmm. you know, he just talks about his experience and really mind-blowing shit. And it's yeah. just kind of funny because, like, my dad being the cartoonist, being an artist, making books and stuff, like, it's... That's the most I learned about him is when I'm looking at his art and his work, you know, because he's not going to tell me that shit. You know right, what I mean? Right. He's not going to, yeah, watch this guy kill himself right in front of You know, he's not going right. to say shit, you know? So I was like, yeah, but, you know, I read about it. I see it, you know? That's interesting. So, like, he, through his art, he's telling stories to the world, mm -hmm. and that's how you kind of got to know him Yeah, also? yeah, absolutely. A little bit. I mean, like, I... Know him better. Know him better, exactly. Yeah. I see him beyond a father figure. See him, like, as right. a human or, a, right. you know, a man or whatever, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. I, you know, he's a big influence in my life. Right. But my mom also, too. My mom's like. She, she had more of like a straight job. She's a banker and stuff, you know, but she freaking um, great photographer. You know what I mean? She could doodle and all that stuff. She just never really fully wanted to dive into that because right. she's from uh, Westland, Michigan, which is like a small shitty town outside Detroit. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, the upbringing out there was you marry your high school sweetheart, you go work at the factory, and then you retire, you send your kids to college and all that shit. So she wanted to get the fuck out, you yeah. know? So she's got it in her, but she just wasn't in that nurturing environment to really make her fully, in my opinion, go out, you know? Got it. Yeah. Maybe a different uh, work ethic. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, just like, they didn't have a radio growing up. They had a police transition radio or whatever, because my grandpa was a bootlegger back in the day. You know, okay. So they, like, we're listening to music, <laughs> listening to cops on the radios. It's like, okay, like, so I, that was a different upbringing for me, but that, that was hers, you know? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, um, so from five uh, until uh, for a while, you grew up in Marin. What, yeah. What was that like? You know, I mean, it's a beautiful area. Like, you know, it's like the nature is fucking gorgeous. You yes, know, like near Roy Redwoods, you know, the Mount Tam, you know, it's a lot of sacred, beautiful places out there. 
And uh, it's actually really funny. If you meet a true Marine person, and I'm talking like multi-generational, like their parents went to high school there, their grandparents went to high school and shit, really nice, hardworking, humble people, generally more blue-collar leaning and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, similar to San Francisco, Marin also got gentrified before, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the history of Marin is like, it was originally like vacation homes for rich families in the city mm -hmm. and dairy farmers, mm -hmm. you know, and that mm -hmm. like slowly evolved into what it is today. And uh, it's, it's unfortunate because it's one of the white, most widest areas probably in the state, you right. know, in the country or whatever. And it makes you feel bad because there are brown and black people there. Right. You know, they do exist and they do live there. And it's just like you, you feel bad that this kind of like stigma is on them. They're a Marin kid, but it's like, yeah, but they're, you know, they live like where Tupac grew up or they right. live like, you know, like another area that's not so great. You know, it's not right. the traditional Marin experience. So. It was weird. You know, like, in high school, I played football, and there was a lot of, like, the class above me. had a lot of, like, kind of white supremacy vibes and shit. Mm -hmm. Like, I wasn't down with that. You know, yeah. I had, like, a bunch of my buddies were, like, you know, Jewish, and, you know, I was part Mexican and Lebanese. So we're like, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? You know what I mean? So uh, it was weird. It was weird, you know? But, like, it's just since it's so white, you know, like, you're able to be, like, oh, I don't know. You can just say ignorant shit. And, like, if you're not exposed to people from different backgrounds or whatever, they can't really correct you or influence you or educate you, you know? You know, right. you know what I mean? Like, a lot of the racism from Marine is not really. It's just, it's just like lack of exposure, yeah. like lack of, you know, experience and shit. And half the time, they probably don't even fucking realize they're being racist. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I, like I tell people, because I'm a white passing male, I tell people, like, yo, like, quit this racist shit. Like, I am part Mexican. I am part Lebanese. Like, I am part brown. I'm like, oh, but, like, you're different. We don't, uh -huh. we don't see you like that. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, fuck you. You know, like, my dad, I remember once I'm out outside our house, was, like, cutting the hedges. And he just had, like, his giant sat on. He's listening to the radio. Just cutting the hedges, you know? And uh, some Karen walked up to him, like, tapped him on the shoulder. And she's like, how much do you charge, like, per hour? And she's like, fuck you. I live here. You know what I mean? So Dude. it's it's a weird place. But, like, you yeah. find your folks in there, you know? And you kind of form a family. And, and, you know, for the most part, they're good peeps. But yeah. the overall culture, there's just, like... It's fucked, the overall culture, honestly. <laughs> well, I think Moran has suffered, like, uh, it's like textbook white flight. Yeah. Because right? it was all after World War II, and migrations were happening into Oakland and San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. Yeah. It, I mean, it's always been pretty white. I mean, if you want to yeah. go to Miwok times, then, like, no, it wasn't. Um, right. But, you know, like, for the most part, it's really sad. It's like, Moran's super segregated. Like, yeah. if, you, if, you're, if you're black and you grew up in Marin, people are mostly going to assume that you're from Marin City or, like, Novato. Mm -hmm. And if you're, like, Latino, people are going to mostly assume you're from the Canal or Novato. You okay. know what I mean? And, that, right. and that's, like, sure, that's, you know, true some of the time, but not every, you know, like, I went to the high school with, like, full-blooded Latinos who weren't mixed like me, and they weren't from the Canal or Novato. You know what I mean? Right. But that's, that's the stigma they'd get. That's the perception because that's just, you know, where it was. So, and so where were you? Uh, I was more central West Marin. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to get too details. I don't want people to know. Oh, I was no, like, that's you know, fine. a lot, of, a lot of slacklining, a lot of dreadlocks and shit. You know, okay, a lot of Grateful Deadhead folks and shit. You know. Got it. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We weren't. I heard once that the origin of 420 came from up there somewhere. San Rafael. San Rafael. Okay. San Rafael High. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're I, like, yeah. I know the whole uh, story. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> San Rafael's back in like the 70s or 80s. I used to work at Perry's Deli on Lincoln Street, uh -huh. right next to Soul Food, the big ass green building. Oh, love yeah, yeah. Soul Food. And that's a historic ass foundation. Dude, like I the love Soul Food. At Perry's Deli, you know, it was like. Like a lot of Marin City kids came from the bus. A lot of people like because the transit center's right there. We had a pawn shop right there, and there's um, God, what the fuck? There's this other fucking thing that brought people over. But like 75% of the sales were like EBT, like food stamps. You know right, what I mean? Right. So it was so weird to see that dynamic of the two. Like Soul Food, there's like the Black Platinum credit card, then Perry's here's the EBT. You know? Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> like, like Soul Food would come into our deli, they'd fucking clear the entire Coca-Cola section, buy it, and then just resell it for like oh three or four times more. So shit, you not, shit, you not, dude. It's fucking insane. Wow. I mean, it is good though, but it's just. Man, I, I go order like an extra of like rice and beans. And it was like a single scoop of white rice and like a single scoop of black beans. They charge like twelve bucks for that shit. Ooh, like what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it doesn't even look Puerto Rican. <laughs> yeah, and that's like a staple. 
Come on. Um, I mean, it's, it's good. I mean, it's funny. Is the woman who owns it? Her name is Soul. Right. And uh, she used to work at Perry's Deli, oh. and she like learned the whole system from Perry's Deli, and then like implemented it in this restaurant we use now. Which I mean, once again, it's good food, but it's just like it's hella basic and hell expensive. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But well, there's the origin story of soul food. Yeah. Um, sorry about so, that. <laughs> no, no, don't be. That's that's good stuff. So I want to hear a little bit more, like, like um, what, like what, what was your life as a teenager in Marin? Did you come to the city? Did you? Oh yeah, dude. Go around the, the Bay Area, like the city was it, man. Like the East Bay might have been fucking Nevada to me. Like I had an aunt over in Berkeley, and like my cousin went to Cal, and I visited out there, but it was so foreign to me. Like I respected it, I liked it, but I was always a Giants fan, I was always a Nice fan, so I was always out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Francisco is like the Marin kids' playground. Yeah. You know, you can just. Jump on the phone, jump on the ferry, jump on the bus, you're there, you know? Yeah. But we were always jealous of the East Bay kids because the East Bay kids could take the BART over, get hammered, and then take the BART back oh. and, you know, be cool. Yeah. We had to, you know, drive. So you're either drunk driving or you got a DD, and the DD is usually stoned, if not drunk, you know? So, like, <laughs> it was a little more difficult, you know what I mean? But, yeah. uh, hella fun. We used to go to Chinatown, like, we we're 16 years old and just fucking drink, and they'd fucking just overcharge us, but we didn't give a shit because serving us alcohol at 16. 16. Like, it was fun as fuck, you know? Awesome. The city was where it was at. If you want to look fly as fuck for the first day of school, you go to the city and get your fits, you know? You go to Westfield. Like, it was just, that was where you went for everything, you yep. know? And that's, like, the interesting part about Marin, though, is, like, I got a lot of cousins, like, rural Michigan, and it's, like, you can't get off the ride at any point. Versus Marin, though, like, if you're sick in Marin, you want to get out of that, like, that area, go across the bridge or in Richmond, go up north or in Vallejo, go south or in San Francisco. Like, there's just so many ways to just, like, knock and get off the ride. And coming to the city, you can go to different neighborhoods. Yeah, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's an easy escape. Yeah. Is what I'm, you know, so that's that was kind of chill. But I never, I never really felt like I fit in there. I never really felt like I belonged. And I never felt that way in San Francisco either, but I never felt like I was a fucking freak out here. Right. I felt like a freak in Marin. I felt out here, I was like, cool. Like, no one gives a fuck about me. And I don't look like different yeah, you know what i mean yeah. so like, this is cool and even if i do look different no one no one gives a shit it's not a bad thing yeah it's great it's lovely it's but like, celebrated yeah right but like when i fucking walk down moran or whatever i'm like you know i stick out like sore thumb you know so right. it's, it is what it is you know so and i'm from there i grew up there man right, you know like, right. so it's like it's, it's it's a weird complex relationship you have with it you know it's like across the bridge but it might as well be a different world man thousand miles yeah away. totally yeah. i mean same with similar like neighborhoods in san francisco you know oh, totally <laughs> it's fucking totally. crazy you, know, you take one wrong turn you're a completely different area let's get beyond then i guess i guess high school so uh yeah take us through that did did you graduate from high school yeah yeah or? i went to college too i got an undergrad in uh, social science i went to uc davis okay yeah yeah yeah. very fun I, I like education i think it's very important i think everyone should be educated um not even necessarily just because like the learning part but also the social part and the networking part you know and right just on. That, yeah, keep going to school. <laughs> uh, <are> cool. <laughs> did you ride your bike in? Oh, yeah. Did you yeah. ride your bike to Davis? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I had, I had a bike in Davis. I also had a skateboard, you know? Yeah. Like, the rule is at Davis, you don't want to steal bikes, but then when your bike gets stolen, you're like, fuck it, I'm going to steal bikes. <laughs> so, like, I just started, like, I stole so many fucking That's bikes. It's kind of there. like paying it forward, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you're not going to do it until it happens to you, and then you're like, oh, I don't give a yeah. shit anymore, you know? <laughs> but it was a good school. I was only there for like two years. I was a transfer student. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then what? I uh, moved back to the city. I uh, got some jobs Wait, out here. Mm-hmm. back to the city? Were you living in the city before you moved? Before you went to Davis? No, I was living in Marin there, but, like, okay, I was living in the city before that, you know, before Marin. So I got back to the city. Um, started work, I, work, I worked at a tech sales job. Okay. I was doing, like, the, the entry-level shit, you know, like, the SDR, you know, where you set up shit, whatever. Exactly. I stupid, don't, it's stupid I mean, as fuck. <laughs> stupid as fuck. But, like, I get back from college. I want to live in the city. You know, I've always, like, that was my dreams as a little kid looking at, like, I'm being on, like, hills and Marin looking at the city. But, like, dude, I got to get the fuck back there. Right. And so I got here. At the time, is like, it's just taxi industry. That's what the jobs are. That's what the money is. So I'm like, fuck it. I got a degree. I can do a shit. I go in and, like, it was cool. Like, the health insurance was dope. The money was cool, you know. But, like, 
it's just that it's a frat boy attitude. Yep. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, hey, what's up? Like, bucko? Like, all right. Like, we want that yellow sports car? Like, I don't give a fuck about a yellow sports car. Like, I just want to be able to do my art. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So it's like, I was just, my mind wasn't really there. And then also, you know, just felt weird. felt gross. This must have been like a little after 2010, like in the oh, early Oh, yeah, it was like 2014. We just won the World Series. Okay. 2015, maybe. I, I, I did like a year or two there. And, uh, I hated it. I fucking yeah. hated it. You know okay. what I mean? So I was just like, I'm getting the fuck out. Gave it a chance. Uh, was for me. St- <laughs> besides the job, though, were you stoked to be living in the city? Or Yeah, it was fucking cool as fuck. I loved it. I was in, like, North Beach for a while. I was in Sunset for a while. I was in the Mission for a while. I was partying. It was hella fun, you know? But uh, at the same time, too, you felt this guilt. You know what I mean? Because, like, my dad would take me to the Mission as a kid, and we'd see these poetry readings and these art shows and stuff. And then uh, I'd be out there, and we'd be, like, across the street from, like, you know, Valencia Gardens or whatever, like, 10 or 15 years ago. We wouldn't be there. Not only were we there, but we're, we're wearing, like, red and blue and, like, not right. giving a fuck, you know? Right. And you just, I don't know, it just, it makes you feel bad. Like, I don't know, I'm, like, the one Marine kid that, like, grew up where it's, like, you see an old Mexican lady, like, walking out the street carrying groceries, like, I see my grandma. My grandma mm-hmm. never owned a fucking car. She used mm-hmm. to walk her groceries home every fucking day. You know what I mean? It's, like, yeah. it's a weird thing to have in an environment like Marine to grow up with. You know what I mean? That was Ricky Rad. On the next episode of Storied San Francisco, Ricky will continue the story of his return to SF and talk about how he got started taking his art to the streets. Please join us for part two this Thursday. Music for Storied San Francisco is by Otis McDonald. Photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. The show is hosted and produced by me. Michelle and I have produced more than 130 episodes over the last three years, and you can find them all at our website, storiedsf.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where you can like, comment, and share the stuff we put out. Find the podcast just about everywhere you can listen, including, most recently, BFF.FM's new podcast network. Please subscribe to stay up to date on all the content we publish. We love feedback, so if you have any, our email is storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Stay strong. Stay safe and stay healthy. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.